Welcome to the podcast, Intuition Speaks with Tia Marie. I'm so excited that you guys decided to join me today for another episode. This is a podcast about spiritual well-being, growth, and development, and just becoming the best version of you that you could possibly be. I am Tia Marie, an Akashic reader, shamanic healer, and overall intuition specialist, here to help you on your own personal spiritual journey by sharing my own experiences as I grow and develop with you guys. All right, guys, welcome to this week's episode of Intuition Speaks with Tia Marie. I have my very good and trusted friend, Rebecca Hanna, here with me. This is our first ever Astro Talk. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, what you do? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Tia. So, um, yeah, my name is Rebecca Hanna, and I have a business that has been called Satana Reiki, but I'm actually in the process of rebranding because I do more than just Reiki. I do psychic readings and astrology readings, and I teach Reiki, but I, and I do other modalities of healing that I blend with Reiki. So, um, I'm actually in the middle of rebranding right now on that. And when we talk about the astrology that we're going to talk about today, you'll understand why I'm in the middle of rebranding right now. And you guys may be in the middle of rebranding or reinventing right now as well, because that is the energy we're in. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. The, the energy, the last few days with, the full moon in Pisces has been like a good thing for both of us because we're both Pisces, but also like, I feel like I'm not sleeping as well. I have like these surges to like do things and be creative. And I feel like pretty much in my element, but not so much everywhere. Same here. And everyone around me is like, uh, but you know what? They just need to get over it because we rarely get these times. We're usually, we're usually always, you know, in the, the bad boat. So this is our time, one of our few times to shine and I am loving it. (laughs) My advice is always just like drink plenty of water and like, go put your feet on the ground somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Welcome to our life, everyone. You know, this is how we feel the rest of the time. So, so we know how to handle it. I know. Just moving out of Virgo, I was like, I felt like my whole world was like upside down. And now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, okay. I'm used to this chaos. I can handle that. Totally. Yeah. I'm loving it. I have been on such a high since last night. (laughs) So one of the big topics in conjunction with this moon, if you want to get into is all like the Mm -hmm. retrogrades. Yes. So a lot of people have been asking me about that because I guess they're hearing, you know, I heard we have a lot of planets in retrograde right now and uh, we do, but it's common that retrograde in progress. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, he might be, he's, I guess he's kind of like your coworker, your dog. So, um, that's actually one of the things that's going on right now is miscommunications with coworkers. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So yeah, we have a lot of retrogrades going on right now and it's not like uncommon to have more than one retrograde, but you know, a lot of people have been asking about it and we do have kind of some significant ones because we have, for example, Jupiter, I feel like Jupiter's kind of a big one right now because we've been, we've had Jupiter and Pisces for a little while now, which I've been loving, but, um, 
Jupiter is making its move into Aries. So it's been kind of in Aries right now and it's retrograding and it's going to dip back into Pisces. So we'll get another little taste of the Pisces and then it's going to go station direct again and be back in Aries and we'll be in Aries moving forward. So this is kind of the last little dip into Pisces before we really go like Aries kind of gung-ho energy, right? (laughs) So in pretty much every area of our life, not just Jupiter. So we have, let me, hold on, let me list out all the um, planets that we have. So in retrograde right now, we have Uranus, Jupiter, Neptune, Pluto, Mercury, and Saturn. That's a lot. (laughs) Too many. Um, But the theme with that is it's basically, if I had to put a theme to all of those lumped together of what's going on right now with all of the retrogrades. It's basically like, this is the time to get your shit together. <laughs> like That's what this is. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah. They're like calling us out right now. I feel it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, and I mean, in every area of our life, but it's a slow, um, things are like slowed down a bit. So we have the time to do that. So we're, we can make, this is like a perfect time to reinvent like everything about our lives. And I'm talking about like with career, with your relationship with yourself, with your health, all of the things, this is the time to take a step back, reevaluate what's working, what's not, and figure out how to move forward from there. Um, so starting, so with like with Jupiter, um, as I said, this is kind of the, the shift between like Pisces and Aries, Um, this is kind of like our way to take a sabbatical. If you're thinking of taking a sabbatical, like from work or anything like that, this would be the time to do that because this is where you want to really get in touch with yourself and figure out what's working and what's not as far as the way that you make money. So, um, I know a lot of us are doing that right now and Yeah. Right. So, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners are as well, because that is just the energy that we're in. Jupiter's going to be in retrograde until November 23rd. So we're in that energy for a while and then it's going to station direct. And, um, by the end of the year, we'll be full on in Aries. And then it's time to like plow ahead with your new plan. (laughs) So, um, it's time to take that break and really get that figured out and figure out how you want to tweak how you're making money. If that makes sense. I've noticed a lot of like, even for myself and noticing other people around me, they're all like kind of having the same anxieties about like, how are bills going to get paid and how do I need to shift into this new situation that I'm in, in life. And like, I notice a lot of people are going through new phases in their life and they're reevaluating, like, how are they getting the ends together to meet? So it's not just me and not just you and it's everyone. Well, that what you're touching on actually really leads me into what's going on with Uranus because Uranus is also in retrograde and it's in retrograde in Taurus, which is the money. So, Mm -hmm. um, this is, a time for you to find out, like really get what's authentic to you as far as your money situation. So that can be how you make money and also how you spend money as well. So it's really time to kind of like get within yourself and figure out what is authentic to you and what is actually lighting you up, what's making you happy or um, versus what other people think you should be doing or what you think other people think you should be doing, right? (laughs) It's time to get authentic basically. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that like where you're putting your money and your energy is so important because it also helps create a flow for more to come in. And if you're being really inauthentic or you're being withholding, even I've noticed times where I've like, constrained myself and it made it feel like less was coming in. And when I let go of that vice grip, like not without being responsible, but it seemed like more came in more easily. So just being more 
in a line with how the money is flowing in and out for you <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Absolutely. That's a really great, um, a great observation that I'm sitting here just taking that in. <laughs> That's really <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, I think we all need to do that. Um, but a lot of it, uh, the energy that we're in right now is just more about being authentic and really getting in touch with your, with your higher self and with what your really, what your wants and needs are and trying to separate that from ego and from what you think they should, your needs and wants should be, or what other people, it, that, I can't stress that enough. It's, it's through almost every one of these retrogrades is actually really lining in with your true self. It's like, nope, not them, not them, you, you, exactly, you, exactly. And the, that out. it's so hard for some people to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I mean, it is it's going to be terrifying for a lot of people that they're being it is. with these huge mirrors in every aspect of their like life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in even things that are just, I mean, I've noticed this within myself, um, just, you know, things that I actually think that I want that I've realized I was really just doing because that seemed like the smart thing to do, or that would, you know, people would think, what is she doing if I did something different, you know, cause it just seemed like that's the logical or the smart thing to do, but it wasn't really following my heart. Right. Yeah. So I've identified a few of those where, um, I think if you didn't actually sit and really go within and think about it, you may not even realize that you're doing it. You know what I mean? You have to really go in and really find that. It's like uncovering the conditioning that you've been like downloading exactly. from yeah. exactly. social medias, from parenting, from authority, from religious, from school, like, and just like uncovering mm -hmm. underneath all of that and like really saying, okay, yes, this is valid. And no, this is not valid. And exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I have a client, um, that I was just working on and she's a bit older. I think she was probably in her seventies and this was her first, you know, Reiki and her first, you know, session like this. Um, and that was one of the messages that came through was basically being authentic in that, you know, she wasn't, and, you know, she's, from the South, I'm in the South. So she's, she's this older Southern woman. And there's a lot on keeping up appearances here in the South. Right. So that is so ingrained and, and, and ancestrally it's ingrained. I mean, it's just like a generational thing. Yeah. So I don't even think when I was explaining it to her, I'm not even sure she fully understood what I, she wasn't. It was almost like, she was like, I'm not doing that. You know, like, I don't like I'm living authentically, you know, but I think that, um, I'm hoping that when she goes home and sits down and meditates that she'll realize, Hey, maybe there are a few areas that'll get pointed out to her, you know, but yeah, like you said, it really is ingrained in a lot of us. I mean, even just like a day-to-day -day simple thing, like I know we've talked about like our neurodivergent tendencies, like how much are we masking just to make other people feel comfortable around us? Exactly. Yes. And I've been thinking about that and like, I love my neurodivergent patients because I feel like I can just be <laughs> my weird self. And yes that layer of unmasking feels really good, but it's also terrifying to do around normal people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. But hopefully when the collective goes through more of these and becomes more and more authentic, it won't be as terrifying because there'll be more people I think like us. <laughs> more of us are neurodivergent than like neurotypical. And I think I agree. we all have just been under this, like you grow up and this is how you act and this is how you behave. And I don't think the brain is like really moving in that direction with all the technology that we have access to. I'm sure there are some people who are, you know, neurotypical, but I think there are more and more people who are neurodivergent than neurotypical, like on some spectrum or degree, you know? 
Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, I think actually that kind of, it's making me think of, um, Chiron in retrograde. <laughs> so that that's kind of reminding me Chiron's always the one. I mean, I don't know if a lot of people really talk about Chiron, but it's basically, it's known as the wounded healer and it's got a lot of our wounds from childhood. And I do feel like that's kind of where a lot of our masking starts is when, you know, we're in childhood and then usually like zero to 10 is kind of like that big time. And then after that, it's kind of like, we've learned how to, um, be a chameleon, you know, <laughs> basically, but, uh, a lot of that childhood trauma, like if, if most of us have been masking most of our lives, we are holding on to childhood trauma because we haven't been living authentically. And with Chiron and retrograde, that is going to help us find new ways for um, healing that childhood trauma emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. So I feel like this one is kind of actually a big one because um, it's, it, I feel like this one's bringing out actually some of our biggest shadows right now. And I don't know if you've noticed that, but yeah. I think that Chiron retrograde, I really do feel like Chiron retrograde right now is bringing out some of our biggest shadows and it's really some of the deepest and most intense trauma work is going on for a lot of us right now. And that's going on. Chiron's in retrograde until December 23rd. Oh, good. So, right before Christmas. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how maybe this Christmas will be, um, you know, better than past Christmases. Cause we've been working on healing so much childhood trauma. Maybe we'll notice a difference in these holidays coming up. You'll be able to sit across from your aunt without getting super triggered or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But right now while you're in it, um, I do feel like a lot of us are going through like some of our biggest shadows. Mm -hmm. I, I really, I've noticed it in my clients, um, you know, things that we've been kind of just working on surface level things. And now I've noticed just in the last few weeks that we're really going deep and we're working on some of the, like, like, um, not just childhood stuff, but even like karmic stuff too. things from yeah. past lives. A lot of that really deep held trauma and shadow work is coming up right now for a lot of people. Yeah. I kind of feel like some days I get slapped in the face with it and then I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. and then as soon as I look into it, it's really not as bad as I thought, but like the initial shock of it is the thing that like kind of knocks you over. Yeah. And it's funny that you're saying like past life stuff, because I literally sat down this morning to do some emotion and um, cord clearing. And yeah. what came up for me was like, seven different past lives or eight different past lives. And like wow. all these things to clear from them that were coming up right now. And I was like, this is so random because I've never had this happen before in a session for myself. So I can yeah. confirm that this is, yes, this is happening. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, but with, um, Saturn, Saturn is in retrograde in Aquarius and what that is telling me is I want to urge anyone who's listening, if you're going through this to not go through this alone, because that's what Saturn retrograde and Aquarius is all about. You're going to get your answers. You're going to heal a lot faster with group think. Mm -hmm. This is all about group think and collaborative solutions. So all of your, even physical healing, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, all of the, all of the healing is about group think right now. And that's going to be your ticket to finding solutions faster. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Especially because I just, um, I opened a chat in my Akashic group that I have mm -hmm. and it like, mm -hmm. I kid you not the day of Mercury retrograde, it was a feature that like just appeared to me. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to start this chat group in my, you know, so oh, I love we have a lot of exchanging going on. And I was like, this is so weird. I didn't even know this was a feature of Facebook groups. And now it is. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that goes along perfectly with the energy. I mean, yeah, that's perfect. That's exactly what we need right now is ways to collaborate with others and try to find, you know, solutions. Like I said, not just with spiritual, but like mental, emotional and physical things, you know, like, like before we started uh, actually recording the podcast, we were talking about different herbs and things that we're taking and getting ideas from each other. So yeah, it's exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to muscle test this later and see if this is the thing for me. Um, yeah. I think that working with other people is an amazing way to kind of help yourself get the validation, but like doing the work first and then showing up prepared, if that makes sense. So like going into the group with your own ideas and with your own, like, you know, things to share and incorporate, and then being able Mm -hmm. to like get the validation from everybody's kind of on the same page today, you know? Um, yeah. So I think that's important. It's like, you're going to get more out of the group if you're giving as much as putting in. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's really good. That's a great point. Love it. I love it. Yes. Just channeling all this wisdom (laughs) down for us. Aquarian. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the, uh, did we, you, oh, we talked about Mercury. I mean, Mercury retrograde is so like, uh, you know, you know, like, everybody's like, uh, everybody Mercury knows about Mercury again. retrograde. I do feel like this one in particular is going to be more focused on, uh, miscommunication amongst like coworkers mm-hmm. and maybe creating some unnecessary kerfuffles at work, mm-hmm. you know, based on miscommunication. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the, oh. what, that's what I see the big one going on is, is at work really. <laughs> I got stories for days at my job. <laughs> we'll keep them off the air though. I'll tell you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think, um, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. The only two that I don't think I've covered yet are Neptune and Pluto mm-hmm. and okay let's see which one should I talk about first I think let's talk about let's go with Pluto because that, that's still that's got some karmic stuff too because that kind of goes along with like the karmic shadows mm-hmm. and um it's it's another one that's basically telling me that it's a lot of the deep shadow work so it's an it's just another solidifier that we are working on like the stuff that is anchored in, you know, like with a hook, like the hard stuff to get out. You know what I'm talking about? When you do energy work, it's like the stuff that will not let go. This is the stuff that we're working on right now. And it's, um, it's like toxicity that's really ingrained. So again, like what we were talking about and, um, it's, it's shadow stuff, but it's kind of like the things where, you know, if you're thinking about yourself and you know, there's something that's really ingrained in you and you just kind of excuse it as, you know, that's just how I am. That's the stuff that we're supposed to be kind of kicking to the curb right now. And, uh, I also see this really affecting government as well. So just be kind of aware of that because this is, the um the US government let's be specific mm-hmm. because we're the America's in the Pluto return right now this year we've been going through it and now Pluto's in retrograde and Capricorn mm-hmm. so um <laughs> Capricorn it, yeah exactly so Capricorn's like the structures and you know so i can see a lot of <clears throat> changing in structures and things like that kind of falling away right now. I really, uh, really do see that it's, it's going to be a big shift. And then when it stations back direct, there's going to be some more shakeup. So I see that in October there, you're going to notice, well, between now and October, you're going to be noticing a lot of, um, shifts like that and like shadows coming up amongst like our law and order in our own lives and in the government Mm -hmm. as well as um kind of changes in structures like there's going to be structures that are going to be completely broken down and rebuilt and then after october like mid-october well probably like late october maybe around like halloween or something like that that's when there's going to be another probably like shift and then things will start kind of rebuilding 
a bit. But that's what I see with Pluto. That one's going to be interesting. It's really like the backbone of who we are. And yeah. it's almost like, like I said, like us thinking like, that's just how I am. Like that is me. I feel like you're going to almost be reinvented. Like it's going to be a lot of that's going to be broken down right now. What's like coming to mind is like the how of situations. And like, I don't know if it's just my own personal energy, but it's like the energy already knows the direction it's going to take. However, you just need to let go of the how right now, because you're just going to go with it. And it's really Mm -hmm. hard, at least in my mind, to see in the future what that would look like. And I think that's the point (laughs) is that you're not supposed to know. This is going to be unrecognizable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For somebody who has like executive functioning like issues, this is going to be a Mm -hmm. huge thing because you just need to surrender and like let go right now of like what you think the potential or the end result is going to be because it, it can't be fathomable right now. It's just not. 100%. I have no idea. My brain's just going. Oh. You're absolutely right. It's going to, a lot of things are going to be unrecognizable, like things that you thought were like steadfast and true, like always going to be this way. Those are the things that are going to be broken down and unrecognizable. And what's coming up for me right now is just like looking back at like the huge advances in like technology and things like that, that we've gone through that people like of the time period before wouldn't have been able to recognize or understand what might possibly have been, but we're actually going to live through this transition. So like, we'll just be there. I love that. Yes, 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 yes. It's like when the computers came out and like, you know, you had older generations who had never had anything like it. It was just Mm -hmm. mind blowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get ready. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that one's going to be interesting. I'm, I've, this whole year, you know, has been really interesting with the Pluto return. So I, you know, it'll be interesting to see how this retrograde plays out. I'm really curious, but yeah, that'll be cool. Um, Neptune. Okay. This one's exciting. And I think a lot of your listeners are going to like this one. <laughs> That's why I'm saving it for last, saving the best okay. for last. I like this one. Uh, Neptune is in retrograde and Neptune, you know, goes in retrograde every year, but, um, it's actually in retrograde in Pisces, Ooh. which is great. It, Neptune is, is a home at home with Pisces. So they go really, it's a nice, comfortable joining in uh when neptune is in retrograde it makes things a lot more clear neptune is inherently very cloudy and confusing <laughs> so as we pisces know because neptune is basically neptune is pisces you know so when neptune is in retrograde it kind of clears the cobwebs away it clears out the clouds so it makes things more like oh that's what that is like it's like aha moments basically mm-hmm. right so with neptune being in retrograde in pisces what that tells me is that a lot of us are going to have a lot of new aha moments with our intuition our psychic abilities all of those um mystical gifts Ooh. we're going to be discovering new modalities and things that you know we're like what why have I never tried that before like we might get into something new and and realize like this is working really great for me why have I never tried this before and it's like so obvious so um that's basically the energy that we're going to be in until December 4th which is so exciting (laughs) yeah that sounds amazing and like Mm -hmm. What's coming up for me for this is like also just like, um, like creative problem solving, mm-hmm. like the things that have been looming over us and like, not quite sure how to work them out. Like I, myself, like this morning was like, oh, this is, this is the solution. And it's just like, you're mm-hmm. finally seeing things for what they are. And like the solutions are becoming more clear. And maybe that is having yeah. more of that intuitive prowess you know, to get to that point. But, um, I think a lot of the issues, at least in my mind, that's coming up are going to become like sort of non-issues because that clarity is just going to be there. And you'd be like, oh yeah, 
check done. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, yes, exactly. So areas where we might've been struggling with developing our gifts and things like that. I feel like this is the time to, I mean, and coupled with all the other retrogrades that we've already discussed, I mean, just think about the energy for that, you know, it's really a good time for finding, like you said, finding solutions and, and, and figuring out like, oh, I don't know why I was having so much trouble with that. Here's the answer, right? This yeah. is, I'm going to try this modality. I'm going to do this. I'm excited for that because I need a lot of that in my life right now. <laughs> me too. Yeah, me too. And I've been noticing it, like you said, and, and yeah, we're in it till December 4th, which is super exciting. <laughs> I feel like if I were to sum being a Pisces up, it's like looking inward at us and we're in a glass bowl and like, it's really cloudy in that glass bowl because we're you know, the fish that's spinning around in the bowl, making all the dust rise, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. creating the chaos and confusion in our own lives. Yes. <laughs> and then nobody can see in and we can't see out. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> but we're really good at dreaming up what's on the other side of that bowl. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great, you have some great analogies today, Tia. <laughs> I save them for the show. What can I say? <laughs> so yeah. it sounds like we have a busy couple of months like mm -hmm. coming up for us. Do you have any tips for like each of the different planets, like what we should or shouldn't do in order to kind of like flow a little bit more easily with ease? Yeah. So I think like, I think you may have noticed through, you know, as we did that rundown that the big theme, like I said, at the beginning is get your shit together, but also be authentic. So this is the best time. If you're not meditating regularly, this is the time that you need to be meditating every day. I mean, if you can like every day, I know that's hard for some people, but honestly, once I started doing it, it just, you know, just feels like it's like brushing your teeth, you know, right. Yeah. It's just part of your day. But this would be the time if you haven't established a meditation practice, you definitely need to do that right now because you need to get in line with your authentic self. That is the biggest tip to getting through these with, uh, I would say, the least amount of pain and struggle, but also to get the most out of it, right? Because there's a lot of benefit to these. There's a lot of really cool energy going on right now. So to really get the most bang for your buck, you know, to be in this energy, I would say definitely would be to really try to get in tune with your higher self and find those modalities that we were talking about that help you do that. You know, maybe it's not just plain old meditation. Maybe it's meditation with breath work or, you know, something else. Maybe it's yoga. Maybe it's hiking. Maybe I don't know what it is, whatever helps you actually with a lot of my clients, I've noticed it's been, um, water activities and being around the water. So you have to find what that is that helps get you in tune with your higher self and just maximize on it. I've started a practice where I take pauses during the day because I get so caught up in the mental ramble sometimes mm -hmm. and like, I'll be mad at someone for something that they probably didn't even do to me on purpose, but my brain just made up the story. And so it's like, blah, blah, blah. and like, I've just been like, okay, I'm at a natural point right now in my day where like, I can just, whew, yes. <laughs> and yes, just yes. pause before I like let another word or another thought come through. And like, even if it's just that breath or maybe two breaths, um, finding those moments have helped me separate myself from whatever drama <laughs> I'm stirring yeah. in my life. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That is exactly what we were just talking about with the client I had right before we started this podcast. And that was what spirit was telling her to do because she was getting so stressed out at work, but she had to, to take a break. I mean, you know, it's like, no one's telling you, you can't st stop and take a step back and like control the pace of how things are going at work. Right. You don't have to be on that, you know, 
pressure cooker. It was, you know, she was, it was almost like she was creating the pressure cooker herself. There was no one was actually doing it to her. She was making, she was putting all the pressure on herself. So she had the control to slow that down. So that's perfect. Yeah. Taking the breaks is perfect. Yeah. And I've been looking into the gene keys more recently and like reading a lot about and watching videos from Richard Rudd. And he talks about taking the pauses as a way to create time in your day. So these little tiny, like micro breaks that you're taking all add up to create extra space and extra time in your day. And Mm. like, I will literally be like mid cleaning a tooth and I'll just pause. Cause what is my patient going to notice? They're not going to. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm like, I need to take back some of my time. (laughs) That's so great. That's so deliberate. I just, I feel like we need to be more deliberate and more. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. We should all be doing that (laughs) at the very minimum. If you can't find time to meditate, take some pauses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's perfect. I really do. Cause a lot of people, it's not realistic to meditate during their work day. You know, I mean, for you, right. You're you're cleaning teeth all day. You can't just stop and take 30 minutes to go meditate. but that's a perfect solution for something like that for, for a job where you really can't do it, but you could do a pause like that. Yeah. Before before you open your email, pause Mm -hmm. before you respond to the email, pause. Mm -hmm. And then before Mm -hmm. you know it, you've added up like in your day, maybe 10 minutes of pauses. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing that I started doing with emails uh, because emails can be can stress me out. It's like, I can't stay on top of them. They're just, you know, whatever. So I just don't even look at my emails except for certain times of the day so that I know that I'm not constantly sitting in that email situation, you know, like, I'm like, I'm just not going to open email and it's not going to be in my life right now. And then I'm going to invite email in when I'm ready to, to see email, you know, I <laughs> and think- I know not every job will allow you to do that, but yeah. I think, you know, you don't have to, I think almost every job would, you would be okay. If you missed, if you didn't catch an email for an hour, I think everyone would be okay with you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Or at least like prioritize things. So maybe make a note and get back Mm -hmm. to it. Or even just take your pause and be like, I would like to contemplate this a little bit more and like set a reminder to come back to it. Like even if you're just telling them like, I need to take a pause right now. Um, We're so freaking rushed. (laughs) Exactly. We are. And I think that's, these are really great examples of, If everyone listening sat down and thought about, you know, because we're kind of giving examples and these are probably going to, you know, resonate with a lot of people listening. If we really sat down and thought about what is it about my job that I like and that I don't like and how can I improve it and make it feel more um, authentic and and more comfortable for me. And that might be one of those things. Email might, I feel like email is probably a trigger for a lot of us. So, you know, finding a solution to make things more comfortable for ourselves, treat ourselves well, right? And I want to share like a story this week because I, I won't go into too much detail. There was a lot of like nitpicking going on between coworkers, mm, a lot yeah. of frustrated people. And I decided that even though I was annoyed that I was gonna, like my ego is like, yeah, no, don't do it. Don't, you know, like just ignore them. I was like, you know what? Fine. I'm going to ask them, you know, what's going on. Let them talk, whatever it is they needed to talk out. You know, I invited another coworker out to lunch, even though I wanted to sit in silence. It ended up being a good thing because I feel like it goes back to that collaboration. Like if you're experiencing a lot of negative energy in the workplace, like how can you bring that collaboration? Because ultimately people don't want to be miserable at work. The majority of them, I do believe that. And like, I think everyone's just really struggling and feeling extremely triggered by their own shadows and triggered by everybody else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had one coworker, I just like, you know, 
I was like, Hey, what's going on? Like, you know, what's up? You're on edge. And then she apologized for snapping at me and, you know, yeah. So I think that if you can bring the, the strengths of these retrogrades in where the, like the struggles are, you can kind of balance them out. So maybe it's really not a bad thing. <laughs> no, we- I'm loving most of them. I mean, I'm really excited about the retrograde season. It's honestly, it is a time of rebuilding and st- taking a step back and rebuilding and figuring out what's working and what's not. I love that. I think that's great. And then, you know, after retrograde season, we'll be ready to like hit the ground running with our new game plan, our whole new selves. Cause we're not even going to exactly. be ready. <laughs> Everything's going to be brand new. We'll have this brand new thing going on and then we'll hit the ground running and just everything will be working out. <laughs> Maybe that's why, like when my mind tries to go to like what life's going to be like at 40, it just can't see it because it's just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even there yet, but like, if you ask me like, okay, what about 36, 37, 30? Yeah, I could imagine that. But as soon as you say 40, I'm like, eh. <laughs> my brain can't reach that high. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why it's because you're not even going to be yourself. <laughs> going to be a totally new entity. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm excited. I'm excited about retrograde season. I always love when we have a lot of these retrogrades, especially Neptune is always one of my favorites, but Neptune and Pisces is like, yeah, love it. I'm excited about this one. (laughs) I have a lot of Pisces who follow me. So I think they're all going to be cheering Yay! (laughs) and I'm cheering with them. Um, Yes. Since this is our first episode, do you mind if I ask you a couple questions about like how you got into this astrology? Because it baffles my mind that you know (laughs) as much as you do about a system, but you know, this is your flow and this is your thing. You really understand it and you really explain it like so amazingly, like even I get it. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that I'm even doing it. I am, um, I'm a licensed civil engineer and I, that's what I've done for over 20 years. And I had, you know, a lot of crazy life things happen in, you know, my personal life. And then with my business, I sold my business and really was having kind of a spiritual awakening on trying to find my real purpose. Cause I just knew that wasn't it. I mean, I was good at it. I had a business I, you know, my clients loved me, but that just wasn't it. And I always really had been interested in astrology since I was a kid. I remember when I was in elementary school, we had the big book of astrology in the library and I checked it out and I got in trouble because my family is Christian. And that's kind of like, you know, witchcraft or something, you know, it's like bad. So, um, but I didn't care. I just loved it. And I was all into it. I had to kind of sneak the book out of the library and sneak it in my backpack and I would read it in my room and all of that. But, uh, you know, then I went on and I was, you know, living my real life with, you know, as an, as an engineer doing that thing. But when I had my spiritual awakening a few years ago, I really got back into astrology because I was going through, I was going through my tower card, you know what I mean? So I was like, this is horrible. This is crazy. What is going on? And is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Like I just needed to understand it and understand when I was, when it was going to be over. And like, if there's anything, like, is there anything good coming for me? Like what is happening? You know, I just wanted to understand it because it was so insane, everything that was going on. So I turned to astrology to really dive, do like a deep dive on my birth chart and understand it and understand like the collective energy and what's going on with the cosmos at that time. And what was going on with like other people in my life and the interactions and all of those things I was trying to understand. Uh, so I started kind of just researching it on my own. And then I started taking classes from uh, some really great um, top level astrologers. And when I was in the class, it was funny because there was I, it was me. And I think two other engineers that were in the class and she was laughing because she said, engineers, 
always make really good astrologers because it actually is a science. I mean, it's like a science and a math to it. So we do pick it up easier. She was explaining that, you know, generally people with, you know, that type of a brain do pick it up easier. And, you know, we kind of did like, we just get it. I don't know. <laughs> it's like your life almost just lined you right up to like mm -hmm. yourself where you left off as a child. And I'm laughing here because I have the same exact story of trying to sneak books out of the library that were too <laughs> taboo and like the shameful walk back to the librarian when they caught me like on the way yes. home return oh, the book I, I just too. checked yeah. out. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, just an, another thing about astrology, like for anyone who may be um, on the fence about astrology and if it, how does it, how does the planets, how does where the planets are really affect us? You know what I mean? I think some people struggle with that, but for me as an engineer, and a lot of people are struggling with the fact, like, how can you be an engineer, like so logical and so, you know, this and that, and then go into being an astrologer where in a lot of people's minds, it's like, so out there and mystical and woo woo. Right. But in reality, it's such a science and knowing all the physics classes that I took in college and everything make it make so much sense to me because we do calculations in college with like the moon and different planets and their, what their distance is. And we measure like their exact distance from the earth and how it affects us. Like the energy you can, like we do energy calculations on it and measure like how it's so different, the energy effects. So knowing that if you take physics and you study that you have to believe and understand astrology because it's like so obvious you know what i mean it's, it really is a science and they used to teach it it was so much more mainstream back in the day and then kind of religion started pulling it out but it actually used to be part of religion and it actually used to be part of um like everyday education and religion and all of it it was very ingrained in our lives until uh, really, I think it was like the Vatican and all that, and that kind of pulled it out, but it's just, it's just, it's just real. That's all there is to it. <laughs> it amazes me like how far back it goes Yeah, that we have all this knowledge before, like the, the real tools were actually there to measure mm -hmm. it, to yeah. validate and verify it. It just Absolutely. It baffles my mind. Um, can you talk a little bit about which type of astrology you pull from? Cause there are different types. Yeah. So I use, I do Western astrology and, uh, but I have, you know, kind of dabbled in Vedic and, you know, some other types and they, I resonate with some, but I kind of just have been sticking with Western for now. And then as far as the house calculations, that's something that if anyone is listening, that's into astrology, I would love to just touch on this really quickly, because if you get your chart done or like, like anyone getting their chart done should know this because there's different house calculations. And for me, the houses are really big. Like I, I definitely, you know, if you tell me like, what's your sign or whatever, I'm like, well, what house? I always want to know what house, because that really tells me a lot. And when I was first studying in class, we used the Placidus house system. That was kind of like what a lot of people had been using at that time. Well, so I was using Placidus and I was feeling it. And I was like, yeah, I, I, um, resonate with Placidus. So everything seemed to be, you know, tracking for me and for my clients and things like that. I was down, but at a certain point, it was actually when we had, um, it was like the eclipse that was in December of 2020, the big one, um, right around that time, it was so crazy. Cause I had some clients that I was working on their charts and I was using Placidus and everything was cool. And then one day, uh, right around that time, I was working on a chart and it was set to porphyry. And I was like, that's weird. I have my default set to Placidus. So how did that even happen? So I go back into my, my software and I'm like putting it back to Placidus and then it wouldn't go. And it kept, so I was like, okay, porphyry, I'm going to, I feel like this is spirit telling me it's time to move to porphyry. I think this is like the new system now. 
And sure enough, so I, so I started using periphery and I was like, it's just slightly a tweak from Placidus. It's not like drastic, but it's a, it's a tweak. And I was like, Oh, I am feeling this. Like I am feeling this. And a lot of astrologers were using Placidus at the time. So I was like, is this weird that I'm switching? But like, I've never even heard of anyone using this. So I switched and I'm like using it and I'm feeling it. And I am telling you, this has been like, I switched in December of 2020. And just in the last few months, I have noticed a lot of big name astrologers talking about switching to periphery because everyone feels like that's like the new system. You are not the only one. (laughs) And the only thing that I can relate this to is in the human design community where the discovery of what would a chart look like in all these different layers of astrology. And it blew up kind of around that same time. Mm-hmm. And the only explanation that makes sense to me is that as human beings, we're not like a solid state. We're capable of like transmutation. So yes. what would be valid for us in like maybe like 3D, 4D wouldn't be valid for us in like 5D, you know, just like shifting exactly. those different realities. Yes, that's what it is. And that's we're what shifting. That's what's so cool about astrology. So yes, yeah, so there's that, what you just described, basically like we're in like a different, almost like in a different reality, a di- different dimension. That's kind of what it is. It's like, we're, like the whole collective is shifting. Not only is the whole collective shifting, but we're also shifting. So we have something called progressions in our chart, which I think I've talked to you about when I've done your readings before. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this, but so we have transits that we can check. That's like our birth chart in relation to what's going on right now. But we have a thing called progressions, which is basically the evolution of our birth chart. So um, that's going to tell us when we have like big milestone moments in our life. So if you ever get an astrology reading, make sure you check your progressions. That's something, uh, and not often is there something going on, but if you have a planet changing signs in your progressions, you have a milestone moment happening. So you want to know about it. So definitely ask about your progressions whenever you get read. <laughs> well, I mean, they should just come to you because <laughs> you would know exactly what they need to know. Um, I've just asked you for like general readings about certain topics and you've given me more than like a good wealth of knowledge and like information of what to prepare. <laughs> And I want to say, because somebody asked me a while back, she was like, oh, I just had my astrology uh, chart read. Should I get my Akashic reading for the year as well? And I didn't know how to answer her. But when you gave me my reading, it literally coincided month to month precisely with my Akashic (laughs) reading. And it blew my mind. It oh, blew, that's wild. Like, it shouldn't have blown my mind, but it did because I'm still a human in this existence. But, you know, oh, that's so wild. I love that. Well, yeah, maybe so. Maybe they should because it helped. Because honestly, I feel like as humans, we always have this like, we need validation. We need validation. So for most people, it's like if you get the same thing twice, it's like, okay, now I know this is it. You know, like, finally listen to it, though. That's the problem. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Well, I think, um, you know, there's also because of, you know, I have a strong intuition. So I often will say that I practice intuitive astrology because astrology is so vast. I mean, to give someone a reading in a 30 minute or an hour time slot, it's like, you know, if you're solely just doing strictly by the book astrology, it's like, where do you even stop and start? Right. But I do practice intuitive astrology. So I kind of get led into like, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about that. This is where we need to go. So Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) Brings us right back into your rebranding. I am so excited for you to see how you're growing. I always love every Reiki session we ever have because I never have that experience with anybody else. I'm like, it's like Reiki on steroids. Um, (laughs) You have so much coming up for you in the next couple months, the things that you're working on. Do you want to share a little bit or? Yeah, sure. I mean, 
you know, I honestly am just kind of going flying by the seat of my pants, as they say, I'm just kind of going where it goes. I sat down one night, you know, I was talking to you and after I had done the session with you and you were saying that I need to rebrand it and it's not just Reiki. And I'm like, you're right. People tell me that because I'm not just using Reiki in my sessions. So I need to probably stop calling them Reiki sessions. I should call them something else. So I sat down after we talked about that. And then next thing you know, I had like a whole new logo and a new website, and I'm like making new service offerings and, uh, and classes. That's one of the things that thank you, Tia, you've been really pushing me <laughs> to do classes. So I have some new class offerings that are coming for, uh, for Reiki one through Karuna master, but also I think we're calling it you know, you came up with the idea of beyond Reiki. I think that's what I'm going to call it is beyond Reiki, which is basically like for anyone who is Reiki two or higher, um, preferably you would be a master or a Karuna master, but I would let you do it if you're a Reiki two. Uh, and it's basically just a course on what I'm doing. That's beyond the normal Reiki class. Mm. That's so, so developing that right now. And I think, you know, Tia, I think I'm going to make it at least the first one, a live class, like on zoom. And that way I can figure out where people's questions are and what, what people are looking for. And then I'll, I'll be able to kind of figure it out from there. So I think we're going to do a live, my, my, my first one's going to be a live zoom. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so exciting. And not only that, you also offer intuitive services. So not just the astrology, not just the Reiki or beyond Reiki. Yeah. So I noticed that a lot of my Reiki clients were booking Reiki sessions just basically to get psychic readings. So, so I'm like, okay, I can tell what's going on here. So I just added a standalone psychic reading service, um, you know, so you don't have to, you know, pay for the full, the full thing. You can just do a quick, I have like quick psychic readings and you can add time to make them longer, you know, for however many questions you have. And you can do, um, you know, you can have questions prepared or you can just say, I want a general reading and I just want to know what spirit, you know, wants me to know at this time. And often I do recommend that because there's usually something that they want you to know. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. They dropped the bombshell on me when I, they were like, yeah, she has something you need to hear. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> And I was yeah. not expecting it at all, but I like kind of saw it coming. I, yeah, know I wasn't you're... either. I was curious what that was going to be. <laughs> I know you're going through your rebrand right now. Can you give mm-hmm. us some places that's best to contact you right now? Yeah. So I am going to keep my URL. I'm just going to add URL. So I'm always going to have my original one so that people can find me, especially my, my, uh, longtime clients. But so my, uh, URL is www.satana-reiki.com. So that's C-E-T-A-N-A-reiki.com. Awesome. Perfect. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. This was an amazing like tour through (laughs) the retrogrades. Thank you so much for having me, Tia. It's always a pleasure. I had a really good time. I feel like everyone's well-prepared now. Yeah, (laughs) I hope so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I hope that they are. And hopefully if someone out there has been thinking about, you know, taking a sabbatical or taking some time off and, you know, really figuring things out, this might be the push that they need to just do it. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) We'll definitely have Rebecca back on the show again, probably after the holidays, just to follow up with what's going to come up in the new year. And I'm really excited for that because it'll be what to expect, right? Yeah, I know it's going to be a whole new energy at that time. So that'll be fun. I'm excited for that. (laughs) All right. I wanted to take the moment of your time right now to announce the launch of my new Patreon, www.patreon.com slash intuition by Tia Marie. Right now I have an Akashic level of healing 
that is so strong and powerful and set to the most beautiful and high quality audio meditations. Some of these use Sofiego frequency and some use binaural music and every single one delivers high energy healing. As a member for only $11 every month, you'll get the benefit of receiving this energy healing through the audios. I'll be uploading new ones every single month and you'll get the opportunity to make requests or to vote on new healing intentions. As a monthly supporter, not only will you be doing something amazing for yourself, but you will help me create many more opportunities to heal others as well and support me on this creative endeavor. My goal is to create like one of the most expansive libraries of Akashic energy healing. You can check out the link in my show notes below and thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, I just wanted to say thank you for taking the time to spend with me today and listening to this episode. Look out for the next episode dropping soon and make sure you like and subscribe so you will know and get notifications when that happens. You can also follow me on Instagram or Facebook. I am Intuition by Tia Marie and I also have a website you can check out www.intuitionbytmarie.com. All links will be in the show notes. Until next time.